It's Monday the 22nd of May. I'm your host as always, Jonathan Giles. I'm joined this week by my regular guest throughout uh, this season and since the show started. Um, Eamon Donnelly, how are you, Pat? Ah, evening, Jonathan. Evening, John. Ah, I'm missing side of the century there. <laughs> ah, I was watching it the instant style there on Anglia TV. Nicholas Parsons there. <laughs> ah, I could have won a Ford Capri if I wasn't in this show. How are you doing? All right? Not too bad, Pat. We're all okay, yeah, yeah. I see Dan Bolini was there in the um, in, in, in Upiside Edu yesterday. Did you see that? Did you notice that? I see that uh, obviously, at the end of the day, I'm back working in the club. I might make another appearance there. Yeah, make it 724. <laughs> He's like John Mealy. He sporadically comes back when he wants to. Um, um, also joined by John. Welcome back, John. Here are you. Hello, yeah. Getting the odd call now and again, yeah. <laughs> Good to be here. John, we, you get the call when it's important, Pop, you know? Exactly. Okay, when, I'll when, he, when, when called upon, he answers the call. <laughs> Thanks for coming on, John. Appreciate it. Yeah, great to have you both back on, lads. Um, you can catch our show as always on the Dublin Arsenal YouTube channel. Uh, Spotify, um, where all our episodes from January onwards is all uploaded there. So um, we've got we've gotten a good few listeners in on Spotify as well lately. So happy days. Uh, also catch us on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, and uh, Facebook as always. Thanks to Martin Stumble for editing this week on week and uh, uploading daily content to the Dublin Arsenal page on uh, YouTube and Instagram. Uh, it's been a huge help. Um, we're up to 3,010 subscribers now on the Dublin Arsenal YouTube channel. So um, it's really grown over the last nine months. And um, thanks to all our listeners and viewers and the guests that I have on weekly. And um, without you, and it wouldn't be a show. So thanks very much, lads, for the last nine months. Um, check out our sister show, Beyond the Last Man with Martin. Um, I'm not sure when he's going to get a show out. <laughs> he's lacking guests at the moment. Um, I know Lottie has her own on Vic Acres Wonderland, so um, when she's finished um, trying to arrive with us, she can come back anytime. <laughs> um, check out her sponsor, Bannon Sports Direct. I don't know whether you have checked it out, lads, but it's good, good quality gear there, so check them out. And uh, check out our friends at JoeSarsal.com. Pat McLaughlin is doing a wonderful job as well, so thanks for um, mentioning us on Twitter when the show goes up, Pat. Um, uh, if there's any ticket going for Wolves, leave it in the comment box. <laughs> um, catch our, all the matches throughout the season in the River Bar. Big thanks to them over the last nine months uh, for putting up with us. Um, it's a great venue, John will agree. Um, great atmosphere in it. Uh, was it busy on Saturday, uh, John? There was a decent crowd in. Um, yeah. Mix it in with the big rumpy crowd. Obviously, there's a big rumpy coming yeah. along here in Ireland um, on Saturday. But we had the room to ourselves, and um, up for the first 15 minutes, it was quite uh, boisterous. And then, as you can imagine, <laughs> it fell flat. So, um, yeah, but a good crowd in, as always. And it's great to see everybody do so. Yeah, it's been a great venue, hasn't it, over the last couple of seasons for us? Yeah. Been, yeah, it's a great location. Yeah, it's exactly. Yeah, it's a great. It's it's a great location, and um, hopefully we we'll, we'll be there for a good while yet. Um, 
Uh, last week's uh, stats, lads, uh, 99 views, which was a good good show. Myself, Eamon, Craig and Matt were on last week. I really enjoyed it. Uh, six likes. And as I said, we're up to 3,010 um, subscribers now. We've doubled our uh, fan base on our Facebook page. Martin does told me there on Wednesday. It's been doubled since last season. So um, that, that's that's a nice one that fans are looking in on, on us. A shout out to as well, uh, Neil Egan uh, put out a good comment. Enjoyed it last week's show and he seems to be a regular listener. Um, yeah, he's a good pal of mine, Neil. He lives in Germany. He's, he's a top guy, you know. Yeah, we're going to try to get out a jersey to him, you know, in an Arsenal fan pack because he, he always mentions us in the comments. And oh, fair, fair. Was, He'd love yeah. that. He's away in Germany. He lives in Munich and... Uh, yeah. You know, he's a, he, he, he he listens to this. He looks forward to it every week, you know. Does yeah. he? That's, that's, yeah. We're doing something right, even when John comes on every six months. <laughs> Neil Egan, tonight or night, John's back. <laughs> I know Neil as well, so, yeah. Yeah, Neil Egan was best man at my wedding. Was he? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And that was the, that, I think that was 1962. <laughs> <laughs> that was Dave and Deirdre's wedding, in other words. <laughs> um, I'd just like to say our Arsenal fan quiz, or sorry, our Arsenal quiz and the season quiz is coming up on Friday, June the 2nd. So if any listeners or viewers were going to try to get the quiz out to use as well amongst along amongst ourselves as well the guests that I have on week on week so it should be a good one Carl has done a good uh, quiz one again he said to me so um, hopefully Tom Selleck will be in, in somewhere in Seaman <laughs> yeah. or Selleck Seaman or Selleck yeah. Yeah, we had a good yeah. laugh at that actually last weekend yeah that was a top quiz that actually we got over two and a half thousand views on that one for that one back in March so um, it seems to be content fans like so um, hopefully we can get the fans involved in this and even make it bigger uh, we're going to have another one at the start of next season as well yeah. uh, just to keep it interesting you know um, so we've got next week's show will be uh, reviewing the Wolves game and going over um, May goal of the month player of the month and all that and then the following Monday we're going to do a review of the season you know, so something to look forward to over the next couple of weeks, and then we'll break down till August, uh, the, the week before it starts. So, um, a bit of a summer break for us, thank God. <laughs> um, on this week's show, we'll be reviewing our one away loss to uh, Nottingham Forest and previewing our final game of the season. It's mad the way nine months has gone in, lads, um, against um, Wolves at home, sorry, um. And also on Friday will mark the 34th anniversary of the 1989 uh, 2-0 away win against Liverpool. Thomas! <laughs> uh, Eamon does a better commentary on that. <laughs> Brian Moore was the commentator that night. Well, instead, uh, instead of singing us out tonight, I might do the commentary on that one. Yeah, yeah, actually, that's a good one, actually. Yeah, I think we'll do that, will we? Uh, since it's the yeah. week. Yeah. <laughs> we'll get another um, 99 views of this for that alone. <laughs> um, we go to the... Um, review of um, Saturday's one I lost to Forest. Um, <coughs> Taiwo Awani got the goal after 19 minutes. Um, pretty poor game, you know. Uh, Forest probably edged us, you know, they probably deserved us, you know. <laughs> we just looked deflated, didn't we? It was just one of those games where sadly the players knew 
the league was over after last weekend and some of them there just wasn't that intensity that we saw over the last few months up to you know which is understandable you know it, it, it's a big downer after being in the title race for so long and after you know the way we just went over but um i thought Jorginho had a good first half and a good game overall um odegaard's poor pass uh, led to the goal, but you can't really fault him. He's been absolutely immense all season. You know, Martin Odegaard, a real cool captain. Um, just, I saw a quote actually, that's just on a quote it out now um, from Arteta. Um, and I get it up here now. Um, actually, Jake Humphrey, the BT Sports presenter, um, I hate this narrative that. Arsenal bottled it. They pushed one of one of the Premier League's greatest ever, ever teams all the way, and done it with a young coach and young players who finished fifth last season. It's nothing but a success. They fell short. They'll be stronger for it. I thought that was a really nice, you know, uh, quote from um, a good presenter. You know, but um, I can't really fault the lads in that display on Saturday. It was a poor performance, but the lads just look shot. You know, they look Saka just looks knackered. A lot of them just look tired, probably because we finished second and we would have bitten anyone's arm off at the start of the season. I never thought, I never saw it coming after last season, you know. And um, Twitter went into meltdown saying Arteta out, and you know, it's just ridiculous comments coming out. You know, the lads has given us so much optimism and hope for the coming years, not just for the next season, for, in my opinion, for the coming years. I've been sceptical, as you know, of Arteta. <laughs> but no, I, I have to say the, that defeat on Saturday, um, it was just down to really their heads were, you know, their heads are just gone really after what's happened over the last couple of weeks. Um, Eamon, I'll come to you first. What did you make the match on Saturday? Well, I'm not sure I'd agree that their heads were gone or anything like that. Um, we were missing key players, but the first thing I'd say to you was, it was like Everton away again, you know? Um, but it didn't mean as much because we all knew the league was gone. Yeah. But when we lost to Everton in, um, in, in, in February, you know, we were right at the top of things. And it was the same type of performance where we had like 83% possession and just couldn't break them down. Yeah. That's the first thing. Second thing I'd say is, in that game, the absence of Martinelli and Zinchenko was just so obvious. Like, because to break that type of system down the Forest had, you need those two, two guys. You need Zinchenko causing um, confusion in the midfield, get the ball out to Martinelli, and we didn't have that. Yeah. And he tried to do it on the other side, and that backfired. I'll tell you why. Um, Thomas Partey got in the way, because Ben White and Saka have been such a great combination all season. Um, ben White was no longer playing uh, at right full. Ben White overlaps. Ben White and Saka have reaped havoc down that side, and Thomas Partey got in the way. And how many times did you see Odegaard and Partey nearly on the same ball, trying to get out of each other's way. Um, what I liked about the reaction after the game was the manager didn't hide. The manager said, 
the end of the season and the way we wilted is his responsibility. Nobody else's, his responsibility. And remember, this guy is 40 years of age, right? In his first managerial job, he's taken us to second place in Champions League, but he's still not hiding. He's saying, it's my responsibility. And I like that. Um, I question a few things. Emil Smith-Rowe didn't get on. Yeah, what's that about? And I know that lad, I'm a great fan of that lad, but I know that his lifestyle has been questioned in the past. And I'm just wondering, is there something there? Because that lad is on the bench every week. So if he's on the bench every week, he's fit. And if he's fit, he should get on. And when he's fit and at it, he's a proper, proper, proper player. And I'm just wondering, is there a scenario where um, we might be holding him off as collateral to sell him to West Ham as part of the Declan Rice deal? I'm just wondering that. Okay. Would you take that uh, in, uh, as a transfer? Well, I don't want to say Emma Smith Rowe leave the club. Yeah. But we don't see every day what everybody else sees. Yeah. So if he's not. If he's not doing it at top level in training, and that has happened before, the manager might make a decision. And Mikel Arteta, I know he comes across as a lovely guy. He's ruthless. Yeah. And he has to be. Good managers have to be. And I'm just wondering, is there something there in the background? We brought on Fabio Vieira and he fell over. Um, but what do you do with him? I actually think... He would probably be a really key player for us in the likes of the Champions League. I think the Premier League in the fourth season was too much for him. He's very light. He, need, he needs to do some serious strength and conditioning over the summer. And we've seen that with players before. Um, and they've come back and been better. So my take on this is actually the result didn't matter a job. I was very, very, very agitated watching it because you know i hate when arsenal lose i hate when arsenal lose in the pre-season game you know i'm really agitated watching it but look you learn you move and you, you and, and, and you build on it i think the key things now is that there's all talk about on, on social media about arsenal need to dismantle the squad would you give me a bloody break yeah. We need to get rid of a few guys whose races run at the club and we need to buy well. And I think we'd probably move on three or four players and need to replace them in six or seven because we're moving into the next phase of the project, strengthen your squad. That's where you got to strengthen, strengthen, strengthen. Don't kind of go weeping saying, oh, we got so close and then we fell away. No, we're way above where we thought we'd get to. We were serious contenders this year. We ran out of squad. You build on that. And I think we can look forward with optimism. Um, I really don't have a whole lot of analysis of the game on, on, on Saturday because Forrest got their goal. 
and they played a game that we just didn't look to have either the ability or the resolve to break down. But I think Martinelli and Zinchenko would have made a big difference in, in, in that regard. You know, so that's my take on it. Who stood out for you, um, Eamon, uh, as your man of the match? For, uh, it's a tough, uh, be, uh, like last week. No, Jorginho. Jorginho yeah. again. Jorginho again was, was, was trying to get everything moving. And yeah. he was the one. Like, I was looking at, I was looking at, um, I had an, I had a temptation to get an abacus out. And I was looking at Ben White on the ball, who I love, by the way. Ben White on the ball, Gabrielle on the ball, coming out of the defence. They're taking 9, 10, 11, 12 touches. You know? Jorginho was trying to make things happen. Trying to make things happen. Trying to clip balls in behind to Saka. Trying to do things a bit quicker. Um, but look, uh, it's just one of those things. I actually, in, in the greater scheme of things, it doesn't matter a great deal, but it was similar to the Everton game, which did matter a great deal. And uh, it was just one of those things. Um, so to me, um, two players that stood out were Aaron Ramsdale and uh, Georgina. Yeah, I thought Ramsdale done really well. Yeah, he looked um, a bit disconsolate, didn't he, in, in the after-match interview as well. He says... A lot of players have to hold their head up and, and you know, admit their own performances as well, you know, which he's he's pretty honest, lad. And it was great to see last week he signed um another long term con- you know long term contract with us as well. Um, just on the contracts, John. Before you move on to um my good friend and, and colleague John, <laughs> if you look at the contracts, we've got Martinelli tied down. Yeah. Um, we've got Ramsdale tied down. Saka is all but done. Saliba is key. You need to get that contract tied down. Ben White apparently is getting a new contract, so if that's the the, the spine and the uh, and the backbone of your team, you're in a good place to start. You know. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Get get them players tied down quickly. Yeah, which I'm sure they will do over the summer. You know, they've look. I'm looking forward to the summer transfer window again. You know. Um. Yeah. Uh. John, thanks for coming on the show this week. Um, a completely different result than when we met him at home back in October 5-0. But as Eamon said, Martin Ennie was a huge loss and he was a big figure in that game. Um, but I think the season probably took their toll at the Brighton and Forest game. What did you make of the game on Saturday yourself? Uh, I'll take the game on its own value. Um, I think at the Brighton game, we played a flat-back four. And we didn't have that inverted midfield of Zinchenko that we've had all season. And it told. It, it really did tell. And I think, he, as Eamon said, he tried to do something different from the right-hand side by playing party as an inverted right-back. And it didn't work. It's the first time he tried it. It might be something more trying again if you have the the personnel. We just don't have the personnel to try it. Yes. He tried doing something different. Um, Trossard and, and then Jesus, they... They, they seem to take up similar spaces as well. I think when Forrest, Forrest played with basically any man behind the ball, you've yeah. got to try and flex the game and try and get behind them. Trossard comes inside, whereas Amos says Martinelli's up and down that wing all day long. Yeah. And he, he, he torches that fullback all day long. Yeah. Um, it would have been nice if Trossard and Jesus had switched positions because Jesus has played out left before. 
Yeah. To see if he could have stressed it. And Trosh had, he's a good player inside. Yeah. But he never stressed on the outside. I think that's something he could have tried. Um, we lost the game to one mistake, one bad pass from Rodegaard. Quick break, which is what they were trying to do all season, all through the game. Fairness to them, they got a lot of pace. I thought Gabriel was very unlucky with the goal. He yeah. got to the ball and it took a deflection off to do it. A yeah. very unlucky finish. Um, this thing's happened. But as I was saying, he just couldn't break them down. We looked like a team that's dead on its feet. Mm-hmm. Absolutely dead on its feet. Um, Jorginho, you're right. He tried to push the game. And yeah, point about Ben White and everyone else coming out about taking touch after touch after touch after touch. But I want to give Forrest a little bit of credit because they got the defensive side of the game absolutely spot on. They gave him nothing to work with. They gave him nothing to work with. Everything was like, like trying to chip them. As you said, trying to find that little space behind them, but there wasn't much there. Saka got behind them once in the second and a half, brought up a good, decent save from the keeper. Um, but there really wasn't a lot there for, for 82% for the possession. Um, it's something we, we've talked about back when Mango was in charge. <laughs> in need of a plan B. Maybe we had a big lump of a strike or someone with a bit of height up front. You know, Jesus could have maybe fed on the scraps or on that, but we didn't have that. Um, it just looked like a tired end of season team, tired end of season game. They had more on the game than we had. Um, I'm not losing the head over it. I think we all know at this stage what we need to do to improve squads. And it's all about squad depth at the moment. We proved over the first three quarters of the season there, Force 11 is good enough to have a go to the title. But unfortunately, to have a go to the title, you need 18, 19 players. Man City made nine changes for the game on Saturday. Their game on Saturday. We can't do that. No other team in the league can do that. So it just goes to show you that kind of strength in depth. Um, you're talking about Arteta being a young manager and learning. I think he's learning all the time. I think... He looked back on this season, he probably said, could I rotate it more? Maybe. But Saka's played every game for the last two or three years because there's no one else to play that position. And he looks dead on his feet. I hope, I nearly hope he, he, he pulls a hamstring or something next week and gets the summer off. Doesn't have to play any ridiculous England international. Give him the two months off because I think he needs it. Um, the Saliba contract is huge. You're right. We don't have anyone else that can play like that. I don't think there's another centre-half in England can play like he can at the moment. Um, I'd be amazed if Liverpool and Man United aren't sniffing around now. He hasn't signed his contract. He hasn't signed his contract. You know, let's 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 have a sniff around that because Van Dijk is not the player he was, and he he be he be a player that Liverpool would drill over. He's a, he's a player any team would drill over. And unfortunately, I think him and his agent have us over a barrel. So it's going to be interesting to see whether we. Uh, John, I, th- I think Saliba will either sign for us or, or, or go back oh, abroad. Oh, oh. I hope it, what happens, I hope it goes abroad. But uh, he's the one I'll be worried about. I think Saka will sign, um, which will be good. But like I said, I'd love to see him get the summer off. Um, the going back to what you said about Vieira. He's an interesting player, Vieira. Um, I think when they signed him, I think they thought maybe he could have filled in a few positions. Um, he came as a number 10, but he's only played one game for us this season where he had the first team around him as a number 10, and that was away to Brentford. And he was excellent. He had a superb game, and we beat them 3-0 at their place. And that was only a couple of weeks after they wiped the flow of Man United. Every other game he's played for us, it's either been our position over the second string around him in put matches in the Europa League games. So I don't think we've seen the best of him. I think there's a player there. I don't 
think I don't know whether he can fill in another position. So I think he's an out and out number ten, which will come in handy because I don't think Odegaard can play 40, 50 games next season. And he's gonna he's gonna need to give him a break, and he could be the ideal replacement for Odegaard, providing he has a first eleven around him and not just a second string. So because and I'm only basing that on one game, that's Brentford away. Because he was excellent. That's with Saliba, Zinchenko, Shaka at his best, Saka at his best, Jesus. Early in the season, he was superb. And Vieira fitted in brilliantly with all of them. So I'm, I'm, I'm basing everything on that. Um, it's a disappointing end of the season. But we've got to remember just how good that first 11 was. How, the kind of football we did play, how exciting it was. And back to Amos pointing out, Teddy, he's learning. He knows he needs a plan B. He knows he needs a bigger squad. He knows he needs to be able to vary the game. He knows he needs to be able... He needs to learn to play with um, rotating his squad. And he's learning all the time. And every time you see him learn, we get better. So it's going to, as Johnny said, it's going to be a really interesting summer. It's, I think it's going to be some incredible transfers, not just for yours, but for everybody. And um, I'm looking forward to August. I'm really looking forward to the start of the season. How many, many years has John since we said that? It's been a long time. It has been a long time. And I was talking to a friend of mine and I was and I was reminiscing about the 2007-2008 season and how that young team came so close to winning the league. Yeah. And in exactly the same way, they fell, out, they, fell out, they fell away because of injuries, because of a lack of strength and depth. Unfortunately, that team this, this disappeared really quickly because of players leaving and contracts running out. And I'm hopeful that we can keep the bases of this young side together. Well, we go back then, John. John, Matthew Flamini left, which was a yeah, massive thing. Right? No, Adibiar just decided to put his head up his own arse. Ian Van Pucci got a serious yeah. in the menu. Eduardo broke in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, you know, that team just seemed to fall apart just when you were saying, oh my God, what a story that was. I'm hoping this story can be kept together and added to. And I, I'm hopeful for it. I am for the first time in a long time. I'm, I'm hopeful that that happens. Doesn't mean we're going to win the league next year, but I'm hopeful we can maintain another challenge. Because if you challenge every year, sooner or later you're going to strike down. Uh, Liverpool have shown that they've had, Liverpool, to that credit, have had five or six incredible seasons with a great side, a great coach. They've only won the league once. And they've pushed Man City all the way. It's not easy to beat this Man City side. Anyone says that we bottled it, threw it away, wake up and smell the roses. This is an incredible Man City side. We can complain about how they're funded. We can complain about how much money they had to spend, but you've got to face up to it. That's, that's the challenge you've got to beat. We, can't, we had a goal this year. I think we'll, have, we'll be a little bit stronger, a little bit wiser next season. And I'm looking forward to seeing it. It's real. He's <laughs> just the most optimistic I've heard of John on season. <laughs> yeah, it is. You have to be optimistic after this season, Johnny. I mean, let's be honest. If we... Doing what Newcastle was on this season and finished third. They're 18 points behind us. Yeah, that's just looking at you know, it. You'd be over the moon to finish third back yeah. in August. It's, what's disappointing is because of how close we got to the league and how it's fallen away. That's what's disappointing. But there's reasons for that. Players Inexper- being inexperienced, probably of not being in that position. You know, a lot of damn players didn't. Yeah. Sometimes you've got to lose one before you win one. Yeah. The very first. The very first Premier League title, Manchester United won. They should have won the league before that. Yeah. They fell away because they didn't know how to do it. Following year, they came back stronger and they won it. They won it, yeah. Different times, 
different financial situations. Yeah. So sometimes you have to lose one to win one. So yeah. I'm hoping that's what happens. You know, you got just got to keep challenging. All I want from an Arsenal side is to keep playing, attacking football, having a goal, not being afraid. And they haven't been afraid of anyone this season. No. You know, they've been beaten by a really good Man City side. But it's it's funny, John. Uh, John, um, a lot of the guys I talk to, I, I'm still playing a bit of ball, and they're supporters of other clubs, you know, yeah. and clubs that we don't necessarily have too much time for and all that. Um, but they're all saying to me, "Are you disappointed about the Arsenal?" I said, "Of course I am." But I said all season we probably run out of squad, which we did, um, and they're saying, "But the one thing." That they've all said to me is, but you played great football this year. Arsenal played great football this year. We stuck to the guns. We played there. Like they always played the football. No matter how bad we were, we always tried to play their own football. It takes balls to do that. Yeah. It does. Even when it's not working, it takes balls to yeah. stick to your principles. Stick to your principles. Um, yeah. Like I said, you've got you to look forward. Don't be, you know, it's understandable to be disappointed. What, dis- what disappointed was such a different reason to be right in the last season. We were so good in the last season not to finish in top four. We fell out for exactly the same reason. Players got injured, squad wasn't big enough. This year the squad was a little bit bigger and we had to go with it. The league title in. The league title. Yeah. We had a chance. I wasn't chasing top four. We had that sound up in the bar back in January. We were chasing the title. The first time in God knows how long. 25th, I'm, 25th. I'm trying to be positive, and I, yeah. I think it's very easy to be positive than this. The last time we were close to winning the league, John, was when Leicester won it 2015-16. And look at Leicester tonight, if they lose, they're going to go down to the championship. It's funny how, you know, we should have really won it that year. You know, in my opinion, I thought we were, you know, we were definitely a lot better than them. Yeah, but, that, that team hasn't shown the same confidence in the principles the manager set down as this team has. Oh yeah, 100%. This, this team, yeah, this team would have walked, yeah. Like, we're only you know, one win. If we win on Sunday, John, sorry for cutting across you, we'll have won 26 games in a season, which is what yeah. the Invincibles won back in, exactly. you know, yeah. Yeah, not bad for the team that everyone's saying is shit and full of bottles, <laughs> you know, yeah. get rid of them all the team, get rid of the manager. Not bad. Yeah. Not bad. Yeah, people are disappointed because we didn't win a league title. Imagine that. Yeah, I mean, that, that's insane. No one would have thought that back in August. We were oh. the only team that put it up to Man City. Oh, how long, lads? In night in, in the great 1998 season when we yeah. won the double, we won the league with 78 points. 78 points, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 That's inc- <laughs> it's just so hard to compete, yeah. I think, you know, it's like the games we've lost, as John says, we've been well and truly beaten in them. In there's, my, only, you know, there's games we can complain about, Everton away. Yeah, but as Jamie said last week, the pitch was a know, disgrace. Know, uh, last week, disappointing as well, the way that went. But well, losing was the way to Man United was the one where I felt that we, that was we, we actually played them off the park and didn't get the rub of the green that day. If we that just a little goal went in, we would have beat yeah. him. After getting the equaliser, we got very aggressive there. Yeah. Where we should have held up. I mean, watching the game, you're aiming, would you take the draw now? I really wanted to win. Yeah. But you could see what was coming. I, I yeah. really wanted to win. They picked us off a couple of times on the break. Maybe a little bit of experience, but we were so good at it. 
Yeah. Yeah. So so good at it. Yeah. And you know that's that's where you're looking. That's that's the future. Instead of having eleven players that can play that, you want seventeen, eighteen players that can do that. Exactly. Exactly. And um, point. You, you you want to be looking at your bench, John and Jonathan. You want to be looking at your bench and looking at five or six guys who are as good as the guys yeah. who are on the, on the pitch. You know? yeah. If I can yeah. jump in on your point on a male Smith row, I'm worried about that situation. Um, yeah. If you think back to last season, him and Martinelli fought over that left wing spot. And yeah. it's a bold excellent. One had a poor game, the other guy came in by exceptional. And they pushed each other, and I think they, they pushed each other really, really well. The injury obviously didn't do Smith Rowe any favours, but he's coming back. He's on the bench. We've all been waiting for him to get game time, and it hasn't happened. Is it because there's something going on in the background that we don't know about? Is it because Ateta just wanted to keep Martinelli going because he was playing so well, he was so vital to us? Um, I don't know, but I'm, I've been very surprised we haven't seen him that much on him. Well, uh, the answer to that question, John, is... Is it because Martinelli was playing? Martinelli wasn't available. So, play Smith Rowe. But I, I actually think there's been a kind of an undercurrent about Smith Rowe's... I've heard it. I've heard it. He's like, as you said, he's doing... When I say lifestyle, I, 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 don't think, I, I don't think it's out like cavorting and carousing. I think it's more, it's more his diet and stuff, you know? Yeah, exactly. Um, and he's been honest about that himself. Yeah. Uh, he has been honest about it, but I, I'm still surprised we haven't seen that much on him, and I'd be worried just he could be one to let go. I, 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 I think, I really, really think, yeah. um, with Smith Rowe, they look at him as a 40 million player. Yeah. And we're all screaming out for him to do this, that, and the other in the transfer market, and I think he will be used as 40 million either to get money in or as collateral against someone of the A make way, yeah. I, I, I'm on fire. I'm on fire today. I think that could happen. We can't have it all, lads. You know. As you said, he has to be ruthless. Really, has to be ruthless. Yeah. Smith Rowe has a part of the project. We'll, we'll never know whether he could have added to the squad this season. What he could have added to the team is done. The season's over. But questions, questions are being. I mean, we're just fans. Trust me, we're not the only fans having this conversation. The lad could come back in pre-season and set the world on fire. And if he does, he's one of ours and great. But I would not be devastated to see him go. It could be as simple as that, Eamon. It could be as simple as Arteta's looking at the injury and says, no, he needs more time to recover. I want him part of the time. I want him part of the daytime squad. I want him around the first team. I want him involved with the first team. I just don't think he's ready to be part of it. It could be something as simple as that. But John, how how could you not be ready from a groin injury that was fixed at Christmas? Was a fix. This was, as I said, we don't know what's going on behind the scenes. How yeah. serious was the injury? How how serious was the operation he went under? You know, maybe he's just when Martinelli came back from his injury, he treated him with kid gloves, and he gave him a long, long time. Yeah, but he's a lot younger, John, at that time. Yeah. You know, but, but, I just think Smith Brown was a ready-made Premiership superstar, and he's not getting minutes. So that tells me all I need to know. I'm, I'm on board with Eamon. I'm just throwing other scenarios out there. We just don't know. And the summer will tell. The summer will tell. I, I, I fear he could be done as well. Yeah. But if yeah. he goes, he goes. Yeah. Move on. You have to move on. We, we were all devastated in Rowcastle left, but you have to move on. You have but to like, move on. No, but if he goes, we're going to get good money for him. Yeah. And 
we're all talking about. I mean, if, if you listen to some of the Carlos Kickerballs on them, um, on, on 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 whatever it is social media sites they use, so they want to sign every Carlos Kickerball, like you know, Casado yeah. from Brighton. Oh yeah, eighty-five million. Like, let's get real here, right? I'll give you. I'll give you. I'll give you another scenario, Eamon. I think. I, I think he would really still West Ham, John. I'll give you another scenario, Eamon. Just the operation wasn't that good a success. What's that? And uh, the the operation wasn't that much of a success. And uh, Ted just yeah. kept him on the bench and kept everyone thinking he's fully fit when he isn't. Sell yeah. him for million in the summer unless someone else worry about. Yeah. That could be clever management as well. Absolutely. You know, you just don't know. We just don't know. Sell a crop to somebody, you know? Yeah. yeah. But we did a row castle and we still love row castle. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It, anyway, look. It's only it's going yeah. to be an interesting summer, for sure. Yeah. Um, John, just to uh, wrap up the Forest game again, who stood out for yourself? It's difficult. As I said, I thought Eamon's right. Jorginho was the one midfielder who tried to force the game. Tried to, I mean, you could see him trying to come on quicker, quicker. Yeah, quicker. yeah. I, I like that. I, I have to say, I like that in him since he's yeah. joined. He, he kind of gives you that, you know. He's a clever yeah. sign. Don't get me wrong. He's a squad player for me next season. He's a decent squad player. Decent. Um, and I, I, I like Gabriel. I really like his attitude. He stands up. He's in there for the fight. I like him as a defender. Yeah. Um, I think he's been outstanding for us this season. I think Saliba has benefited by having him beside him. Everyone talks about Saliba. Um, but I think he's benefited by having someone like Gabriel beside him as well. So um, those two players for me. Those, you know. But the game that was in it, like it wasn't a great game, but those two, those two were the most that stood out. Yeah, Jorginho for me as well. Yeah, oh, just over the last few games when it's kind of been fond apart, he was the one that tried to keep everyone together. You know, I've become a real fan. I have yeah. become a real fan of Jorginho. You know, it wasn't really, uh, you know, because he always kept fucking scoring penalties against us for Chelsea. But I kind of grown to love the man. You know, like that that experience. Oh, but you can see, but you can see his attitude is fourth class. Yeah, it's it's like Marco Verratti. It's hard to put a word on it but it's just passion isn't it it's just raw you know like and he gets them going doesn't he like he can, he can get players going when their heads are dropping and yeah but he cannot, he, he cannot have pass the ball he's got feet Terry Venables he's got feet you Celtic fans you know have been coming up to me that's not the Jorginho we've seen for the last year <laughs> they've been looking at him and I said he's playing in a team that's more progressive than Chelsea have been Exactly, yeah. yeah. And a manager that knows what it's doing, or knows what its principles are, knows how it wants to play. They're looking at that Jorginho and said, it's not the Jorginho we've seen the last year to 18 months. So. Very clever signing, though, I have to say. Yeah. He's got fight. <laughs> yeah, he has, he has, he's no fight. He has no fight, but he definitely has He's, got, he's got fight. You can get a lion loud and that. He's got fight and he's got an head. All the great attributes of a top player, eh? <laughs> yeah. No, yeah, it was disappointing. It wasn't a great game at all, let's be honest about it. Um, no, we'll it was crap. We'll yeah, it was, absolutely. One, one that will be forgotten very quickly, I think. Um, no. That leaves the, that leaves the second, guaranteed second, Henry, and that's something, and most important of all, uh, guaranteed Champions League football. Uh, this time, three months' time, 
four months' time, sorry, we'll be looking at the group stages of the Champions League, which is great yeah, to see. Fuck, I wish we were back in the Europa League. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> this is what we've signed up to, lads. What are we going to do on the tours then now? Of <laughs> <laughs> course, it was a great night to go out. Yeah, yeah. I, I miss that BT Sports song they had Thursday night. <laughs> um, no, yeah, it was great. Yeah, we're playing on Tuesday night. I'll have to miss Telly Bingo. Yeah, the win, lads. As we know, City wrapped it up yesterday. Um, but uh, the, the win accordingly leaves the second 37 played, uh, 25 won. Uh, Drew six, lost six, and scored 83, which is nice uh, to see going up every season since Arteta took over. Uh, 43 conceded, so plus 50 there. They've scored a lot of goals without a 20 goal striker. Yeah. Scored a lot of goals. That, that, those goals are spread it, well around the side. Well around the side, yeah, because the nearest one would have been, I think, Odegaard, isn't he? I think he's top scorer, is he? 14, um, 15, something like that. Yeah. And that's, that's impressive for a guy in his position. Yeah. So when you can look at what Haaland's done, which is ridiculous, yeah. and how Liverpool have relied on Salah over the last few years, and how much that lot of the road rely on their number nine, and yeah. United rely on Rashford, we don't, we didn't, we didn't have a twenty goals for this season, and we still scored over eighty goals. That's impressive. Yeah, there's goals in this way. Yeah, just saying, just young, saying. young, young, and hungry. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, that's why you want in a team disperse the goals, yeah, and not rely on one, yeah. Especially when Jesus was missing for pretty much a good part of the season. Yeah. He was brilliant, Johnny. The chance he was brilliant on Saturday as well. You know, he keeps going. He, he, I, I've seen him have better games, Johnny, but he, he, he doesn't. He, 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 doesn't he, he doesn't give up, though. You know, yeah, he's, he's, yeah. well, it's not going from he never stops. No, he doesn't give up, but his touch was all over the place. Right? Yeah. Yeah, it wasn't his best game, but he never stops. He never, I think he'll come good. He never he'll gives see a next season, he'll come good. Yeah. yeah. You know, you're going to have games like that. The last thing you want is to see a player drop and start trying. He's always trying. Yeah. You can't fault him on that. You can never fault the guy on that. I, I can't, being honest with you, I said at the start of the show, I can't fault any of them this season. You know, they've given us, you know, fans are very they've quick. They've given to, everything you had, Johnny. Yeah. You know, they've given for a team that was never involved, Bartz and Chenko and Jesus in a title run in, you know, we played like champions, us up today, you know. But look, we. I said, I said it last week on the show. They allowed us to dream again. Yeah. The dream is over. And it was a beautiful season. The emotion yeah. and the passion and everything else. How do we do this? Let's just carry it into the summer, build the squad again, and go again. We're. We're not going away. For, you hear all these gobshites, Carragher, Lawrence, and all these gobshite pundits. Gobshites. They don't know the game. Uh, they don't understand the game. Um, but I'll tell you what, here's all the things. Chelsea are going to get better. Liverpool are going to get better. Them clubs are in a different state than we are. We have challenged for the league title. And we don't need to be worried about them. We need to worry about us and just yeah. add a bit more to the squad and we are right up there at the very top. Yeah. And I'm saying that to all the naysayers. Uh, Mr. Gunnery, where are you? Know, I'm just saying. <laughs> right? Stop worrying about Chelsea and Liverpool. Because all these gobshites, you know, lazy, lazy, lazy TV pundits. Arsenal bottled it and, you know, Next season, they won't even get in the top four. Give me a break. 
we are right where we need to be. In fact, ahead of where we thought we'd be and right where we need to be. 100%. It's great. It's great to see the optimism back, you know, because I haven't seen this in a long, long time, you know. Um, optimism. Well, we don't do optimism around here. This is the first time I think we've said that we don't need a big name manager now. You've had a show with depression and optimism. Jeez, you, can't get, you can't get much more word ranging than that, can you? <laughs> I've got the Samaritans on the line there now. <laughs> Absolutely. And the, and the mantra is, every silver lining has a cloud. <laughs> As he drinks his beer Moretti. <laughs> um, we move on, lads, uh, to the preview of uh, our last game of the season, which is quite, it's been a quick nine months. God, it's just to say, it's, I think it's because we've had such a good season, it's flown by. Um, not much to moan about at all, which is a, a, always a positive sign as an Arsenal fan. Uh, Wolves at home, you'd expect uh, the team re- relax now and go out and give us, you know, enjoy the game and give us a good end of the season, three or four nil win. Um, Wolves in their own right out there, they've had a decent enough when their own manager um, took over in November. They were, I think they were bottom with 10 points, so he's turned them around in fairness to them. Uh, we won 2-0. I think it was in November that game, Odegaard got two really good away performance, actually. Um, and I can see something similar on Sunday. I think they'll give us a good farewell game. Um, I'd go with probably three or four nil here. You know, I think we, there's no pressure now and they can build their, you know, they can hold their heads, heads high, the lads. Um, John, how do you see the game going Sunday? Uh, I'm hopeful for the party atmosphere. As you say, the Wolves fans will be delighted they're staying up. They've had a yep. good second half of the season. I'm hoping their fans are on board with where we've been coming, optimistic for the summer. Uh, the sun will be shining. The team will have their new kit. Hopefully, hopefully it'll look a lot better on them than it does on you, Johnny. And, um, I'm, 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 hoping, uh, I'm, I'm hoping the team, as you said, I hope the players are relaxed. I hope the atmosphere is full. I hope they come out with a bounce in that step. And I hope we don't avoid that. Yeah. Sunny game at the Emirates. Say goodbye to them. Give them the round of applause they deserve. Give them the lap of appreciation that they've earned. Yeah. And um, wish them all the best for the summer. Come back to us fresh, fit, and well Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to the weekend because I'm down to the game. Yeah, same here, John. Yeah, I'm still on the lookout for a ticket, so fingers crossed. Have your bag, you're on the band list. Have you not seen? You're not taking memo. <laughs> Even the pubs, have like, I've got your picture sent to all the bars around the ground as well. You're bird. You'd be like a hobo around the place. You'd be, you'd have no The hotels don't even want you. Sleep on the street. John's next appearance will be May 15, 2024. <laughs> So I look forward to when he has a bit of hair in his head in years time. <laughs> um, <laughs> so does John. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, on a positive note, I go to Eamon. How do you see the game going? Yeah, I think it's actually going to be snow. I think they're going to have to grip the roads. We'll be looking to get in there with the ice. <laughs> it's going to be a very dark cloud over the stadium. Um, okay. <laughs> Look, I actually think we win four one because we won't keep a clean sheet in the last day of the season. No chance, right? Yeah. But I think um, 
I think the players will put on something for the fans. And I think the fans will respond accordingly. And um, when you come out after training and lost to Brighton, and you're walking down the stairs at the Emirates, and the fans are still chanting, that tells you what the atmosphere and the connection is like there. So I, I, I think we, I, I think we win the game three or four or one, a bit like the Everton game last season, and yeah. um, when we won at the end, and uh, we'll give the players the send off that they deserve, you know. Yeah, um, That's it. it's yeah, it's it's yeah. I, I just love something like the Everton game last season, wasn't we won five one the last day? You know, um, you know they they deserved um the the, the, was, the thing I'm, I'm getting the hair net was right. Everybody's expecting sunshine and good times. I'm telling you, there's an east wind coming in from Daddy Vostok, <laughs> and that. <laughs> And that will put an end to your gallop, John, really. Oh, thanks very much. Yeah. <laughs> Mr. Red, Mr. Red arrived in. Oh, Jesus Christ. Ed oh, Sherman, uh, one, one of, he arrived into the uh, the King's Head there uh, the other day, and it, it was 24 degrees heat. But he had a kind of a monkey cap like something now, the bridge on the river, with four layers. Did you did you chat to him about that, Jonathan? I did. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I don't, he, he says he he took the Eurostar train. I'm sorry, Barry. in Reykjavik. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, look, I'm, I'm, I'm all joking the, aside. He came from the battlefields. I'm going forward. I'm going forward for the Arsenal. I've got already a bet on okay. Diego Costa to be sent off for riding up. Gabriel. <laughs> I'm going far one to the Arsenal yeah. with a McDonald's hat trick and a Stapleton fart and Derek Dugan to maybe get one for the Wolves. <laughs> so, I think we take you off that bird already. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I tend uh, to aim and down. I recommend. <laughs> Watching too much of that big match we visited. That's what you're doing. Far one, far one for the Arsenal with a hat trick for Rob Holding. Okay, we'll yeah. take that as well. Yeah. Why not? To shave off the burners as well. <laughs> yeah, there'll be a lot of it'll be a few tears shed. A lot, a lot of those players that will be doing the lap of appreciation will but probably won't be seen again. You know, yeah. next. Yeah. Uh, who, who do you think they'll be? Oh, there's a question. Do you want to have that? Do you want to save that for another podcast? Ah, Absolutely. Yeah, we'll be- say, yeah. No, actually, we'll we'll save that for June the fifth. Yeah, but the, the viewers might want to think about that. That there's one yeah. now between now yeah. and the next podcast. Yeah, you know? actually, viewers and listeners actually on Spotify and on the YouTube channel, leave in the comment box who who do you feel? Yeah, who do you think you'll be gone? Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's yeah. a that's a good one, Eamon, Actually, yeah, get the viewers involved. Yeah, so there's your homework, lads, for um the next couple of weeks. Um, you're supposed to be hosting the show, John. <laughs> I'm sick of carrying this show, lads. I, I've been under immense strain. <laughs> I, can't, I can't go to psychologists anywhere. <laughs> they keep referring. They, really to that, they, they keep really referring me to the Bermarelli. <laughs> I'd like to say, lads, as well. The final piece of Emirates Stadium artwork was unveiled today. I don't know whether you saw it on the I'm website. Online, yeah. Looking at it uh, online. Found a place where we belong, the supporters, and it looks really good. At John, doesn't it? Looks real tough. All, all of them look fantastic. 
Yeah. I've really I did a walk around actually was there last Monday. Um I said over to Sunday night and I spent an hour last Monday just going around the stadium because when it's busy I'm actually you don't really see, you know, but the uh, artwork's been absolutely it's been a great feature to see, you know, it's just given a bit more extra, hasn't it? I love the old artwork. I really did. And I wonder yeah. when he said they were going to change it. I think they've done a fantastic job. It looks, yeah. Yeah, it really does. It looks fantastic. The you old hybrid artwork is nice, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. The whole it's, thing is unique. It's a tribute to the past, the future. Yeah. The men's team, the women's team, the fans, not just local fans, but global fans. I think they've done a fantastic job of it. Yeah. I'd just like to say a shout out as well. The Arsenal women lost 2 0 yesterday to. Uh, the Chelsea women, but they've given us a great season as well, uh, alongside hey, the men, haven't they? So unlucky with injuries. So, I mean, yeah. oh my God, the Lewis, the five biggest names to the, to ACL injuries, it's, it's unheard of. In yeah. any in, that, in the men's game, other women's games, they're very unlucky. And yeah. they almost got to the Champions League final. I'm hopefully still finished top four or top three, sorry, so they can get to the women's Champions League next season. Yeah, they've been so unlucky. How good would they? Could they? How close could they have got to everything? If they'd had a full squad. <laughs> yeah, it's just, oh, those yeah. to the men's name. Oh, yeah. it's, it's unreal. Those injuries have been severe. Not yeah. just brains, the ACLs. You know, seven, eight, nine months out. Oh, yeah. they, they, they've been so close in the team that they deserve an, an awful lot of credit for going as close as they have. Yeah. They really do. Yeah, Jonas Eidevel, the manager, has done a great job with them. And I'd say best of luck to um, our own Katie McCabe for the War Women's World Cup. Coming up as well in Australia. Yeah, the, the yeah. last World Cup was brilliant. I really enjoyed watching it. I look forward yeah. to this as I can. The times are going to be different, obviously, when they're being played in Australia. But yeah. I look forward to watching the Euros ladies play for the first time. And they're playing actually against Northern Ireland in the Aviva in the Nations League. It's the first time to be playing there in September. So it shows how much the women's team have come on, you know, and to be playing in such great stadia is testament to them, you know, how far they've come. And, um, and best, very best of luck to them in the future. They deserve, they deserve the stage, and they deserve the support from men, women, and children. You know, they've been um, testaments to them, and uh, they don't really get enough recognition. But uh, Sky, BBC, and BT have done a great job the last two seasons, giving them the the coverage. You know. Well, I'll give a shout out to our our own Marion Leahy, uh, former treasurer of the Sporters Club. She's retired now, living in Spain. She's a <laughs> of the Irish. Ladies team back in the late eighties, yeah. yeah, early nineties. And some of the stories she told me what they had to do, you know, changing the toilets, you know. Yeah. They had their own kit. They didn't want to put up in hotels to where they are now. She must be absolutely overjoyed to see where the women's game is is content. Maybe a little bit jealous that she's missed out on it, but she's <laughs> part of that. She's part of that football history. Yeah. And um I, I'm sure she's thrilled to see what the women's game is the last year. And it's a shout out as well to our past women's goalkeeper who was also Irish Emma Bourne. She done a lot for the game here as well, you know, uh, yeah. from League Slip actually, Emma Bourne, yeah. Uh, so she does a good bit of um, commentary, actually co-commentary in some of the women's games as well, I know. So she's doing well and that's in the media side, so well deserved there as well. Um, yeah, it's just a shout out as well. Uh, going towards next season, um, just thought I'd give um, the Arsenal uh, fanzine at uh, Mon Match Day uh, Gun Flash a shout out from Basil Hatch and all. Um, it's £28, uh, which is about 30 odd euro for 
the Gun Flash subscription for the season. Five issues you get for that. Um, it, it is a good read. I'm sure you've bought it. The odd time, there's the latest issue. There. Yeah, yeah. Back in the day, I used to get it a lot, yeah. Um, it's on it's on volume 73 now, which is incredible. Yeah. The oldest fan scene in the world, Johnny. 1949. Yes, yeah. I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's a re- it is actually a great read. We've been mentioning it a few times as well, the Dublin Nurses and Sports Club. So um it's oh, only what, what, what are you wanted for? What are you wanted for? What else <laughs> are you buried from that we don't know about? Um I have to say John Meany seems to feature in it a lot, a lot of complaints about <laughs> 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 why what why is he on this podcast so sporadically with comments like that? <laughs> <laughs> I let him go away tonight and think about it and clean out that tongue. <laughs> now I just have to say, um, it's been a great season, lads. I hope you've enjoyed being honest week on week. You know, it's a great way to um definitely kill an arrow, but month by month. It's <laughs> for uh, for John months a month. Um no, just, like we're getting great feedback from everyone, you know, especially your mate the league and Eamon and a few others, you know, we've had a few a few new phases to the show as well. So it's nice to get a good panel of different opinions. I think that's what makes it different, you know. Um is there anything else, lads, you'd like to shout out for this week on the show? No, no. Well but just let's finish with the fact that Friday is the twenty sixth of yeah. May. Yeah. I don't know. I, just before Eamon <laughs> sings his It out. was Friday the 26th of May of that great day, you know. You can catch our show on the Dublin Arsenal YouTube channel, Spotify, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, and Facebook. The show will be up in the next few hours, if not tomorrow. Uh, check out The Last Man with Martin Stoneville. Brandon Sports Direct is our sponsor for now, thanks to them. JustArsenal.com is Pat McLaughlin, our friends there, and the River Bars where you can catch all the matches. Thanks to John and Eamon, and Eamon's on to uh, do that iconic piece of commentary. <laughs> well, it was Friday the 26th of May, 1989. David Pleak, co-commentator, said the following. And if Arsenal don't win the league, it's somewhat poetic justice that they'll win here at Anfield after their efforts this season. And then Brian Moore takes over. Barnes, he can go all the way, but he's defied by Richardson. Now, surely what must be the last attack for Arsenal? <laughs> Good-looking ball to Smith. Thomas, charge it through the midfield. It's up for now. Thomas! Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> Right, man. Right, man. Charging through the midfield. Yeah, there you go. Before yeah. we wrap up, lads, where were you at, at, at that very moment, John? You first. I was, I had just turned 19. I was sitting at home <laughs> watching it with my father and my Liverpool supporting brother. <laughs> I literally, not a word of a lie, I screamed the house down. The neighbours came in to make sure everything was all right. He thought it was a riot. He thought it was killing someone. I went ballistic, as you can imagine, and then collapsed in a heap, an emotional <laughs> wreck. 19 years of age, and, and my trauma had started. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, on, on, I'll never forget it. My brother never lets me forget it. In fairness, he's a Liverpool fan. I never let him forget it. Yeah, um, that's great. Incredible way to finish the season. Incredible way to win the league. Can't be topped. You just can't top it. Just can't. It will never happen again. 
Eamon, where were you at that moment, Big E. Thomas? This is an absolute shit show, right? So, <laughs> I became an Arsenal fan at age five and a half in 1971. So, in 1989, I was 23 years of age, I was playing in the band. A good, in fingers, a good funk soul band, all that, you know? And they had the screen down for the, the game. And after Alan Smith scored, they pulled the screen up and told us to go on. Ah. <laughs> now, I had set the video timer for the game, for the entire game, right? And that's good. And remember, there was no mobile mobile phones or teletext back in 1989, nothing like that. And uh, I didn't know who won the game because everybody who was at the gig was at the gig. Uh, I went home to my mum's, where I lived at the time. And at two o'clock in the morning, I put the game on. I fast forwarded to where we were. And at about 20 to 3 in the morning, I let a yelp. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> Yay! And then the video cut off. Oh. <laughs> because the game was delayed by 10 minutes to allow for crap. And the video timer <laughs> went off. So I woke up the next morning. Talk about an anti-climax. I woke up the next morning. And I went down to the... the, 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 the they didn't have centres in it. They had a couple of news agents and things that I knew opened at 8 a.m. So I read I read the Daily Mirror at 8 a.m. to find out we won the match. Yeah, I remember actually the hell. Oh, yeah. So I read yeah, it. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, that was me. Yeah. Of course, there uh, you go. The legend that was David Rowcastle was part of that winning team, wasn't he? Yeah. <laughs> Never be forgotten. Yeah. What, what, what great memories when you win games like that. Yeah. Um, Thanks to Eamon and John tonight. Been a pleasure having you on. Um, you. Next show will be next Tuesday, the thirtieth of uh, May, where we'll be hopefully um, reviewing a, a good solid home win to finish the season off. But until then, um, have a great week, lads, and I'll talk to you then. Take care. Thanks, Thomas. God bless. Thank you. Bye. Cheers, lads. See you later.